and I welcome you to another broadcast of What's New. We continue on today in Matthew chapter 2, moving on to verses 13 through 18. These verses cover the events that took place in the life of Jesus and his family after the wise men left Judea and returned to their homeland. The angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream and told him that it was now time to get the child out of Bethlehem because Herod would attempt to kill him. So, we will now begin to focus on their flight into Egypt, the events that took place while they were in Egypt, including the death of Herod, and the fulfillment of a number of Old Testament prophecies. Now, here are verses 13 through 18 of Matthew chapter 2. After they were gone, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream. Get up, and flee to Egypt with the baby and his mother, the angel said, and stay there until I tell you to return, for King Herod is going to try to kill the child. That same night he left for Egypt with the child and Mary and stayed there until King Herod's death. This fulfilled the prophecy predicted, I have called my son from Egypt. Herod was furious when he learned that the astrologers had disobeyed him. Sending soldiers to Bethlehem, he ordered them to kill every baby boy two years old and under, both in the town and on the farms nearby. For the astrologers had told him that the star had first appeared to them about two years before. This brutal action of Herod's fulfilled the prophecy of Jeremiah. Screams of anguish come from Ramah, weeping unrestrained, Rachel weeping for her children uncomforted, for they are dead. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Most high. Jesus is the name of the Lord. Jesus is the name of the Lord. 
Now, here to bring us our study for today is Pastor Henry Harder. It was less than two years after Jesus was born in Bethlehem that the first concentrated effort was launched to kill him. King Herod, wanting no rivals to his throne, and having been told that the king of the Jews had been born in Bethlehem, determined to kill him. Actually, under sin, that's man's normal reaction. All of us have it within us to want God dead. We don't want to face him. The first reaction of Adam and Eve after they sinned was to hide from God. Their eldest son, Cain, when he realized that his brother Abel was a godly man, killed him. Since the very beginning, when sin first entered the human race, that's the way it's been. This world under sin has always tried to club its godly Abels, jeered its righteous Noahs, and thrown its Daniels to the lions. When God came in Jesus, it was no different. Even as a child, man tried to kill him. Man's nature hadn't changed and still hasn't. Sin does not want God around. Herod was simply doing what comes naturally, what his sin nature told him to do to get rid of Jesus. The wise men from the east who had come to worship Jesus were warned in a dream of Herod's intent. Sometimes God's warnings come in unexplainable, even unrecognizable ways. People feel an unmistakable warning not to take a certain flight. The plane crashes. In some way, God's angels are sometimes able to influence thoughts, decisions, and circumstances. The writer of Proverbs 6.1 put it this way, Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge Him, and He will direct your paths. God does direct those who trust Him. These wise men were warned, and they had the spiritual sensitivity to recognize God's direction and follow it. So they returned to their home without going through Jerusalem and meeting Herod again. When they had gone, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream. Get up, he said. Take the child and his mother and escape to Egypt. Stay there until I tell you, for Herod is going to search for the child to kill him. Matthew 2.13 Joseph does as he is commanded. Matthew writes, So he got up, took the child and his mother during the night, and left for Egypt, where he stayed until the death of Herod. When Herod realized that he had been outwitted by the Magi, he was furious, and he gave orders to kill all the boys in Bethlehem and its vicinity, who were two years old and under, in accordance with the time he had learned from the Magi. God was sovereignly protecting his unique and only son, Jesus. God continued to protect him from death throughout his lifetime, even from the devil himself, until it came time for him to die and become man's sacrifice for sin. Then, and only then, did Jesus die as God's sacrifice. But here, when Jesus was less than two years old, Egypt was a logical place to which the family might flee. Egypt was a safe province under Roman rule and outside Herod's jurisdiction. Furthermore, it had a large Jewish population. 
perhaps as many as one million, according to Philo in about A.D. 40, where it would be easy for the family to find safety from Herod. This wasn't the first time that God's people had used Egypt as a haven. Jacob and his sons found refuge there during a famine in Canaan. So the angel explicitly commanded Joseph to take the child and his mother. The order of those words is important. The same order appears a few verses earlier, when Matthew describes the coming of the wise men. He writes in verse 11 that on coming to the house they saw the child and his mother, chapter 2:11. The child gets priority mention, not the mother. Matthew wants to be sure that Jesus receives the major emphasis and not Mary, and certainly not Joseph. It would have been more usual to say the mother and the child, but Matthew carefully avoids that order here. It's the child and his mother. The emphasis is always on Jesus. He is central. It is he as God who is to be worshipped, as these wise men did. The angel also explicitly commands Joseph to stay in Egypt until he receives instructions from the Lord to return. Such instructions would not come until after the death of Herod. It isn't yet quite certain when Herod died, either late 5 B.C. or early 4 B.C. This does not mean that he died before Jesus was born, but it does mean that there is a problem with the dating. Herod had an incurable disease, and shortly before he died, he went to Jericho and ordered all notable Jews to come to Jericho. When they did, he ordered them confined in the Hippodrome. He left instructions with his sister Salome and her husband Alexis that they all be killed the moment he died, so that there would be national mourning in Israel instead of rejoicing. His final deed five days before he died was to execute his son Antipater. He died in Jericho in the spring of 4, possibly B.C. Fortunately, Salome and Alexis refused Herod's order and released the Jews. Herod's body was laid to rest at the Herodium, a hill west and north of Bethlehem. The body was never located. During that final turbulent time of Herod's paranoia, Jesus remained safely in Egypt, out of this madman's reach. God, not Herod, was in control. God, not Herod, was sovereign. The King of the Jews and the Savior of the world was safe in God's hand.
What's New is a radio production of Creative Encounters. Our mailing address is Post Office Box 848, Chapter California, 93263, USA.